Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and 19 through 29. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for she is good. Her steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, her steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them, and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and she has given us light. Blind the festal, bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. I give thanks to the Lord, for she is good, for her steadfast love endures forever. Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 1 through 9. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time, while he was still confined in the court of the guard. Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you, and will tell you great and hidden things that you you have not known. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and the houses of the kings of Judah that were torn down to make a defense against the siege ramps and before the sword. The Chaldeans are coming in to fight and to fill them with dead bodies of those whom I shall strike down in my anger and my wrath. For I have hidden my face from the city because of all their wickedness. I'm going to bring it recovery and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel and rebuild them as they were at first. I will cleanse them from all the guilt of their sin against me. I'll forgive all the guilt of their sin and rebellion against me. And this city shall be to me a name of joy, a praise and a glory before all nations of the earth who shall hear of the good that I do for them. They shall fear and tremble because of all the good and all the prosperity I provide to it. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 18. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but more, much more now in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it, is good, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and arguing, so that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a choked and perverse generation, in which you shine like stars in the world. It is by your holding fast to the word of life that I can boast on the day of Christ that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. 
But even if I am being poured out as a libation over the sacrifice and the offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. And in the same way, you also must be glad and rejoice with me. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Friday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Imesville, Maryland. This morning, reading, this morning's readings come to us from Psalm 118, Jeremiah 33, and Philippians 2. And I realized after I'd said it and moved on that um, there is no choked and perverse generation. It's a crooked and perverse generation. So my bad there. Um, but it's in this reading uh, from Paul to the letter of Philippi, where he's writing to a military community. Um, that I think is really important. It gets underplayed in almost every commentary I've ever read. Um, the uh, the line about murmuring and arguing, um, it made me think of at least one thing that grunts are known for that are not that is not a, a virtue but something more like a vice. Um, and uh, so when I was, I spent six years in, um, I was not, I did not fast track. I, I had a buddy of mine who went through basic and airborne with and got stationed at Fort Bragg together. Um, he made his E6, I think within, within maybe five years. Yeah. After I'd left Bragg, but before I'd gotten out, we were still communicating. So I, I didn't get promoted very fast. Um, and it's not for want of trying i did i definitely want to be promoted not only is it money it's living off base um uh it's more authority um and the t- I don't know, the timing was just weird um i reenlisted after 911 to um to go to hawaii and once you reenlist if they're not going to promote you to e4 with only like a month or two left on your your assignment there because that's a slot that someone else doesn't get so I was a PFC, a pretty high-speed PFC, when I made clear I was going to re-enlist and go to Hawaii. And so that kind of stalled me out. I spent my entire time as a paratrooper um, as an E3. I think I got my E3 like out of boot camp for like Honor Guard or something like that. And I wasn't promoted the entire time uh, at Fort Bragg from 2000 to like uh, December twenty. Uh, 2002. Then when I got to Hawaii, I was promoted immediately because of my time in service, um, but kind of unceremoniously. And when I deployed, I remember very clearly, um, I was in Najaf, and the my my E6, was he an E5 or E6? It might have been an E5. Anyway, he was up for promotion on deployment. And so he asked me, and the lieutenant asked me, to pull a night shift for him so he could study and, and rest up for before his um, promotion board. And that night, there was a firefight between friendly forces, friendly rock forces, and um, I was not properly trained on what, um, you know, on what to do in that situation. I was, I was literally just, you know, a body in a chair, and. You know, nobody was hurt, nobody was killed, but like there's obviously shit that was going to roll downhill. And when I told the lieutenant and uh, my NCO, like, 
I didn't know what to do. I woke up the governor and I woke up um, the, the people I knew I was supposed to woke up and that's all I knew what to do. Um, anyway, so um, in the days following, the lieutenant accused me, not in a mean way, but like he felt let down. And when I told our infantry unit, like I didn't know what to do and I was covering down for um, my NCO so he could get blah, blah, blah. That sounded to him like this thing we call in the military the E4 Mafia. Um, he thought that I was like trying to get out of responsibility um, when it was just like, actually, no, I'm like, what was I supposed to do? Not only do I not know now, I didn't know then, and that was the problem. I don't think I was pointing fingers or anything, but um, anyway, he accused me of being an E4 Mafia, which is kind of this, this mythical. Um, confederation of lower enlisted soldiers who um, can sometimes band together to override the will of the non-commissioned and commissioned officers. I, and it's this euphemistic, it's, there's no organization, or there wasn't I was in. I'm sure now there's all kinds of fucking Facebook groups and shit, um, each, with, each with its own unit and everything else. But um so that was the moment that I decided I just wanted to get out. I'm just going to go to school when I'm done. And um, so I, I uh, and then when I got back to, when we redeployed and came home, um, the following month, the Army, for the first time, as far as I know, ever, automatically promoted like 200 E4s to E5. And I was one of them. I was on the list. And so I, I did not pass a board. I did not go to PLDC. Um, and you could, you know, the accusation just from a distance that I was, you know, some kind of, some member of the E4 Mafia, like, that's that's fine. I mean, I understand that accusation. Um, but it was because leaders had let me down. And the E4 Mafia is known, uh, or like what it does is it murmurs and argues behind closed doors trying to kind of get their own way um, or, you know, and it could be the right thing to do. Sometimes officers and NCOs want you to do things that are not right. Um, you know, it's E4 Mafia is like a way of, of, of stopping just short of calling something a mutiny. <laughs> um, and sometimes it can be for the right thing. There's a number of mutinies like during the Vietnam War, people like refusing entire units to go refusing to go out on patrol. Um because it you know, they they knew it was a suicide mission, they knew it was just kind of about body count, whatever what have you. Um but it also is can be a way to murmur and argue um and kind of um create havoc and, and piss people off. Um uh and that's and I think even apart from the E4 Mafia, I think that the there is a reputation. Um, I don't think it's always earned. Um, I think it's assigned. But this reputation of of Joe's kind of um, you know not doing what they're supposed to and and being upset and and kind of whispering under their breath or something, and that actually is not what um, uh, godly grunts are called to do, for lack of a better word. Um, that uh, the murmuring and arguing, um, as Paul sees it, keeps us from being blameless and innocent. He's writing to this military community and saying, "Look, don't, don't do that. 
Um, if you're unhappy or something's wrong, um, don't talk behind someone's back. Do it openly, frankly. Um, again, I'm reading a lot of Joan of Arc and other um, grunts in history. And Joan in particular was this pugnacious, combative, uh, you know, spazoid. Um, and she she's a saint. Like, it, if you're going to say something, say it openly. And oh, I say that because... The um, she she comes in at Orleans with zero experience, and the the military leaders, the typical commanders, are like trying to shut her out of meetings, and so um, she doesn't sulk around. She tells them to their faces, "Look, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to fucking go take this tower, not the weakest one, and building a foothold. I'm just going to go for the biggest, the baddest, and we're just going to do this thing." So, bye. Um, and instead of like organizing behind their back, she says it openly. And she does it, and the not just the soldiers that that have been raised, but even the townspeople of Orléans begin forming militias to follow Jean into battle. Jean, Joan, whatever. Um, and so um, it's not saying Paul is not saying don't say anything. You know the whole silent before the shears crap, um, but don't do it behind someone's back. Um, if there's an issue, say it openly. Um, and, um, certainly I'm, I'm sure the E4 mafia can work openly. It usually doesn't just as any mafia doesn't. Um, but, um, to, in order to be blameless and innocent, we shouldn't be hiding what we think. Um, we shouldn't be whispering under our breaths, um, so that, you know, as though others can't hear us or being passive aggressive, better to just be aggressive like Joan um, like a number of other um, heroes of the faith, just be openly aggressive. You can be a combative non-combatant. And Joan was really clear. She carried her, her battle standard, her flag, into battle so that she would not kill anyone. And she said explicitly, I have never killed a man um, in, in her uh, trial at, at Rheim, or no, Rouen. Um, and so we... The, the meek and mild thing is a unique kind of, I don't think that's a universal thing. Um, I, I, to a certain extent, envy those who have that kind of humility. Um, but something inside me burns when I feel like something's not being said that needs to be said. What I hear Paul saying here is, say it. Don't keep it inside. Say it. Don't go around behind people's backs and pretend like, you're being virtuous. It's better to, you know, say things out in the open, get it out in the open, um, and address it rather than to gossip and and infight and build, you know, bullshit little coalitions. Joan never did that. And I'm I'm reading Joan, you know, this week for the for God is a Grunt, my next book. Um, and that's why I'm thinking a lot about her. Um, but she was quite open. Um, nothing was hidden, um, even as. Um, others were trying to hide from her. She just kind of laid it all out there. Um, I'm going to go do this thing. She rallied people around her and, and went and did it. Instead of being pissed off or sulking or, or you know, kind of pulling some emo goth thing, like she just did the thing that she thought was right, and she told the people um, that were that were trying to obstruct her or trying to hold on to the way that things had been done. Uh, and so don't murmur and argue, uh, but rather be blameless and innocent um, without blemish in the midst of 
a crooked, not a choked, and perverse generation. A prayer for the unity of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord. That, as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.